from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms. Treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not saying anything. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chased them off with a broom. Welcome to the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I'm Rocky LaFleur. As you probably already know, and I got my boy Jay Webb. What's up, Jay Webb? Oh, not much. Just uh, I'm wanting some ducks to shoot. That's that's about it. That's that's about what's happening here. Hey, uh, did you get, so we can did wrap you get up that part of the of the migration, and we can just go on to another state. No, no. You need to get that uh that poop cleaned up. Go on and finish that up. Before hold on, before we uh, came on the air, Josh was like, "That's oh, what I'm doing." Don't start it! Don't start it! The dog's crapping. Yeah, yeah, dog was crapping, and my one-year-old thought it was the coolest thing ever. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry to tell him that. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah. I just, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, just you know, part of life. Well, we are in the special edition of the Only X podcast, bringing you the migration report. And I'm going to tell you something, Josh. This is probably the meatiest podcast overall that we've done. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jay Paul wasn't here for it, except for his report. But, you know, these guys gave a lot of great information today. Yeah, you know, they they did. And what was cool about it, you know, usually when we do these type of uh, podcasts, um, uh, you know, the guys talked two or three minutes each and, you know, kind of updated what's going on. But this week we uh, we just really, I mean, you just kind of sat back and, and let them all kind of get whatever they had on their chest off their chest. And it was, uh, man, we got some awesome information from everybody. Uh, you know, really found out where the where the bulk of the birds are, what the weather's doing, um, and what everybody's thoughts are you know now we're we're halfway through the season a little better than halfway in in a lot of the southern states so um you know some frustrations are setting in in places and some some uh some high praises have set in in some places so it it was really cool this week to hear everybody's um you know everybody's everybody's take on it and just kind of let them you know like i said just whatever they had on their mind on their chest you know, they just rolled it right off. Uh, it, it, it's really, really cool uh, to hear it. Well, look, before we get into those, let's talk about our new title sponsor. That's Joseph Presley at Four Corner Properties. They're in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And 
Joseph was the 2016 Land Realtor of the Year. We're proud to have Joseph on board with us. So if you're looking for a deer, turkey, or duck piece of recreational property, we recommend Joseph. <laughs> Joseph has been with us the past couple of days. Joseph is a great guy. You know, just like today, we were shooting a small little commercial for, for Duck South. And I was like, Joseph, can you be in the commercial? Because we need, you know, we need another main character in this commercial. And Joseph, man, he fell right in there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't think anything about it. You know, it was just, uh, you know, it's just like having another guy in camp, uh, you know, another good buddy. Uh, Joseph no, is I a, mean, it's not like, and, and he, look, the, the thing about it is it's not like we have, like, a sponsorship and, we have to say his name. I'm actually no. proud to say Joseph's name, dude. He is. He's no, awesome to hang too. out with. He's just like That's one of the right. guys. That's it. That's it. I mean, he he's just he's one of the guys. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's one of those few people that you. And I don't say it because of this, because of our new partnership or anything like that. I really mean it. I mean, he's one of those people you can literally call if you have a problem, and he's gonna do. If he can't help you, he's gonna find find somebody or a way to help you. And 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 that's taken him a long way in in his business in real estate. Um, and you know, I mean, I give him props. He he has a love for land and wildlife, and he's found a way to to make a really good living with really good people surrounding him. Uh, you know, and allowing people to to gain this recreational land, a uh, piece of property that you know, it, it's kind of like you know, I wrote I wrote an article this week that's in the newsletter. Well, you know, and it kind of says that, you know, every hunter, uh, every outdoorsman, uh, outdoorsman and woman, in the back of their mind, they they want their own piece of property if they don't have it already. And one cool thing about Joseph is he don't care if you call him and ask him to help find 10 acres or 10,000, he's going to help you because he knows how important that is to families and, uh, you know, to have that piece to go to. And that's what's carried him, you know, all the way to being the realtor of the year. Uh, so it's been really cool to see his success and now to be a part of the team, uh, you know, and be a part of what we're doing at Duck South. It's going to be great. All of our listeners and members are going to get to, you know, get inside views on, on properties and listings that they have uh, that are really, really, uh, you know, not just good hunting and in good areas, but, but they're really that, you know, hopefully they'll be that piece of property. That, that somebody and their family can enjoy, you know, forever. Yeah, I mean, if you're look, guys, if you're looking for a ten acre track, a hundred or a thousand acre track, look, just go to four cplandandhomes dot com. That's four cplandandhomes dot com. Now, if you want to get in touch with Joseph directly, Joseph's number is six zero one five four zero seven two four zero. All That's right. And look, I do want to. I want to point out too, though, that that Mississippi is not not a, it's their home base, but they have they have land and capabilities in multiple states too. So don't yeah. Louisiana and Joseph is about to. I don't know if I should even say this, but about to finish up his Arkansas. That's right, license. and they have stuff in Alabama too. So so they're um you know he he was uh, really happy to you know say that today and share that with us. Um, so All right, anyway, look. I want to put that out there. All right, let's get to some migration reports. Um, i tell you what we're going to do tonight. Um, a couple of the guys were not, we weren't able to talk to. So i tell you what, Josh, let's knock those out first. Um, let's start yeah. up in, um, well, start up. Let's start down 
down with Running Gun Adventures down in southeast Texas. Now, Running Gun Adventures is right outside of Houston and Galveston. Um, have a lot of rice fields, uh, do some hunting on the bay, a lot of goose hunting. What did the guys, what did they say has been going on, and what did they expect coming this weekend? You know, what, what they said, and, and they send me, you know, piles of pictures and videos, um, usually about every afternoon of all the groups as they come in, and 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 things are just staying pretty consistent. Um, you know, us here in Mississippi, we don't really see the same weather that they see there, so uh, so we can't really judge you by that, but... Um, you know what what they said, and and going by the like I said the photos and videos they sent me, they still have a lot of geese around, um, and they still have a lot of pintails around. One, uh, you know, I asked I asked Daniel and Nick, and I also asked Mark this over in tennis. I said, well, look, y'all have had the most consistent years of really and truly of anybody in the flyways, but I know there's probably something that's odd. What is off about this year? One thing they and well, one thing they both said is the redheads have not shown up. They said usually by this time they're thick, uh, you know, just swarms of redheads, and they haven't shown up, and they don't know where they are. But other than that, they're having great, great shoots. Um, like I said, Daniel and Nick really, uh, the, you know, they're some of the only ones that really uh, concentrate and, and focus on snow geese. They really get after the snow geese throughout the year and uh, put their clients under birds, and it's. Uh, it's really neat to see that. You don't see that a lot usually until the conservation seasons in the spring. So there's, and, well, and that's just kind of well, what they said is things are, things are consistent with the way it, it's been being. Nothing has really, there hasn't really been a big uptick, um, you know, other than, uh, I mean, uh, you know, that that's just kind of what they said is things are, are moving right along. Things are still strong yeah, the, and bird numbers are still they, great. They, yeah, I mean, they've had success all season. You know, the neat thing about it, and you're going to hear it further down in the podcast, but when we were talking to Chase Holland, Chase just got back from that very area. And, you know, that's real close to the Louisiana, the western side of Louisiana. You know, Chase throws out some really, really interesting thoughts talking about that area, talking about the teal and shovelers while he was back home and talking, hunting with some of his friends and family. So make sure, you know, if you're interested in Texas, uh, Chase Holland, our Southern Arkansas reporter, um, migration reporter, gives some great information of what was happening when he was back home. And he, he talks about the teal and shovelers are just outrageous. And, you know, you're hearing the same thing from those guys at Running Gun Adventures and Daniel and Nick. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're seeing, a, you know, a ton, ton of teal. Uh, and that was really cool to hear Chase say that. Um, and, you know, to move across and go to uh, you know to go to Bart Haydad and the SWC Sportsman's Lodge. Um, look, people are going to get tired of me saying this, of you saying this, but I don't care. Venice is unbelievable, and and it's just getting better with this weather that's coming down the Mississippi Flyway right now. Um, you know, parts of the the Flyway are freezing up, and birds are moving. And uh, you know, Bart said that that they're going to see. What will, what will end up being their their coldest temperatures of the year? They'll be down in the low 40s, um, down there. Um, you know, and he said, you know, and we asked him uh, about how that cold weather, if it affects the birds, and he said it really doesn't. He said their biggest, uh, uh, you know, thing that moves birds or affects birds is wind. Um, and he said when you know when the wind is is right, 
it keeps the birds moving instead of, uh, you know, rafting up in big water areas. But he said they're still, uh, they're still killing a lot of teal, a lot of teal, and a, and a lot of gadwalls. Um, that's what their their hunters have been killing lately, and uh, that's what they that's what's been really consistent all year. Uh, so it's just, um, and he kind of said the same thing, like I said, with the redheads. Uh, they're virtually non-existent for whatever reason, but there's still a you know good mixed bag to be had. Uh, hunters are you know I mean killing their limits every day, and and uh, I can tell you this from their pictures, they've been killing a lot of canvas back. Yeah, that is yeah, that I did notice that you know they 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 picked up more canvas backs, um, but you know I, I'm just I've been jealous of Venice. Well, long before this year, but man, this season and having them be a part of this report has just really, really pushed me over the edge for wanting to make a trip to Venice. Yeah, well, if you want looking for a hunt down in South Louisiana, we recommend the SWC Sportsman there in Venice, Louisiana. Man, there's, I know there's a lot of guys that run out of there, but Bart Haydad and those guys, man, they will put you on the ducks, come back in, take a fishing trip in the afternoon. Yeah, All that's right. it. Well, let's move up to our area because I know you are so anxious to talk about the Central Mississippi Delta. Well, you want to talk about the food? Do you want to talk about the lifestyle? Do you want hey, I heard Lusco's you... Lusco's is for sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that yeah that that's a key talking point. I'd rather focus there than uh, than the duck numbers. But you know, it, look, it is what it is. <laughs> When we get on here, we, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. And you right. know, the truth of it is, man, it's just it slow. Yeah, no, well, that's just I mean, say it. It, it does. It does. You know, it I absolutely. The, sucks. You know, man, one, I can't even find one, a shoveler. I don't know how know. many people I've asked where the shovelers are, and Chase finally enlightened me a little bit today, but. There's not but, even a shoveler in the Mississippi Delta. Now I found one sanctuary where it never gets hunted, that's holding some birds close to me. But outside of that, you know, there's some spotty places that people are killing birds, but good grief, dude, it's awful. Yeah, oh, it is. And, you know, as me and you were talking about it earlier today, and or maybe yesterday, uh, I don't know, these slow days are running together. But, you know, what you said is it's 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 awful to say and think, but this year is mirroring last year, and last year was awful. Last year was slow. This year is weird, but equally they both suck. So you know I don't. Um, and look, we're optimistic, just like every other duck hunter out there. You know, we hope every every front brings new birds, and and you know every little pothole that fills up with water fills up with ducks. But man, we just. It's it's just it really has. It's been hard to find some ducks. Uh, yeah, there's private clubs and there's areas uh, that are killing birds, but it's so it's such a small amount. You know, when you step back and you know the Mississippi Delta is really not that big of an area when you look at small it. spotty areas. Small spotty but areas. It, but it's so ducks. that's it. But it but even within the Mississippi Delta. It's such a small or such small areas that that are killed, and I mean like small, small. It's almost like you know deer hunting. You try to get in a, a buck's home range. Yeah, right now you're trying to get in. You're trying to get in a real tight area of uh, you know of a few ducks. 
Um, but, you know, to move north of us up to Tunica a little bit, um, you know, Jordan and them the last two days, which was interesting to me, have had great hunts on almost 100% green wing teal. Um, you know, he said, we're, we're killing limits, we're having great hunts. And he said, but for whatever reason, it's teal. I know that you're one of the, and, and me too, one of the big believers in fresh water equals fresh teal. And, you know, we got two days, you know, we got some rain there for two days, and it put water, it put, put some new water out there, and Jordan and them definitely saw the teal. Today, uh, that number switched to predominantly mallards. Um, and uh, I think that they're seeing some of that push that's coming, uh, or a push of birds from some of those rafted up around, you know, northwest Tennessee. But, um but they did see more mallards today. They killed more mallards today. So, you know, hopefully there's a there's a change coming for for our part of the Delta too. Well, I tell you what, Josh, let's do this. Let's move out to instead of well, I guess we can talk to let's talk to Jay Paul first. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, just go straight it. on up. Yeah, let's do that. Just go straight on up. Up and across. There. Yeah, up and across and down and back up again. Kind of a in shape. All right, well, let's talk to Jay Paul and see what's happening in northwest Tennessee real quick. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we are. We've got uh, we've got two different fields on our farm that are probably – that we're not hunting. We're just letting the birds hang out on them to, um, to keep the pressure off there and keep birds on the farm that probably have five to 10,000 ducks on, on each field. And this morning we had a uh, – we hosted a group of – uh, special ops guys, a couple of Green Berets that do special ops excursions. A great uh, program started and ran by Mr. Scott Graves of Trimble, Tennessee. Um, we had two Green Berets from Fort Campbell come in and hunt with us, and it was a very, very foggy morning. Made working ducks very difficult, but um, we managed to kill 10 ducks and 10 speckle belly geese. So, you know, it was a really good hunt given the circumstances, but we saw and heard birds almost nonstop. And, yeah, we, we've had had a really good hunt on New Year's Day. I took that afternoon, I took my little brother and nephew, and we had a great hunt. And on the Friday before New Year's, uh, a group of us killed 13 greenheads and two green wing teal. Um, so we've had, you know, some really good hunts, not – 30 birds, not, you know, five or six guys limited out in 20 minutes, like I'm hearing some reports from northeast Arkansas. But a lot of ducks in the area, and, you know, when it's 53 degrees like it is right now, they're difficult to work. But we, we do have – so I'm pretty excited I'm, about that. Well, I've heard, you, you know, I, I, I'm glad that you said something about, you know, New Year's uh, being a little a little past New Year's now. But, but even since right before New Year's, we've been getting – Really steady reports from from your part of the of the flyway that you know that that part of of Tennessee has been seeing really good bird numbers. Um, so that's been a, like I said, that's been one big positive thing. Um, uh, let me here. tell you something so cool. That's interesting. Yeah, let me tell you something cool real quick, Jay Paul. I don't know if I told you this, but I know I told Josh about this. Um, I got a call last week from a friend that's a pilot for FedEx in Memphis. He was flying a route. And on radar, there were two huge blobs picked up on radar from the Memphis radar. Uh -huh. And 
anyway, he made a call in to see what it was, and it turns out Memphis called him back and said that is a two mass migrations of ducks, and they were wow. directly across directly across the river from you around Blytheville, Arkansas. Yeah, that, that was incredible. Um, yeah, and that was I, I remember talking about that. That that's incredible when when they get in you know mass numbers enough to, to be picked up on radar. Um, that's pretty cool. Well, I'll tell you, we had one field, I guess, on Wednesday, Thursday of last week that I don't think he could have wedged another duck in it with a shoehorn. Um, and I don't know where they came from, but they just appeared mid-late last week. You know, let's talk about something else, guys, too, while we're on this, where the ducks are and what's going on with them. Rocky, I know you specifically today wanted to talk about duck hunting myths and refuges. And I happen to be standing right now on the western border at the gates of Lake Lauderdale Refuge. Now, Lake Lauderdale is, I think it's about the 640-acre, one-square-mile refuge in West Tennessee in Lauderdale County. It was made possible about 30 years ago through a joint effort of TWRA, the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, and Ducks Unlimited through their MARSH program. Well, I know it's going to be some uh, internet and podcast police out there. They're going to be mad at J-Paul for saying that <laughs> refuge name. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what uh, you know. People, people do unfortunately scour the internet for stuff like that. But um, you know, that's an interesting report, uh, and that's something we've been hearing um, for a while from that area. Northwest Tennessee's really had a lot of ducks, and. Uh, you know, it'll be. You know, he even sent some pictures uh, to to illustrate his point there of how many, just how many are out there. Um, so maybe they won't hound him too bad for for pointing out you know exact names, but uh, but I just hope they move. I hope I hope we this front moves the birds. Yeah, I think she'll freeze them out. Look, let's head over to to Nathan Durham at at Dropping Drake's Outfitters over in Southeast Missouri. Um, you know, we visited with Nathan a long time before the pod, before the podcast and, um, you know, Nathan tells a lot about what's going on there in Southeast Missouri. Okay, guys, look, we've got Nathan Durham on the phone. He's, uh, he's moving in between his places. He's got, he's, they got a place they hunt in South Missouri and they got a place they hunt in North Arkansas and, uh, you're on the road right now between the two of them. Uh, is that right, Nathan? Yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm headed to my place in uh, North Arkansas. We're trying to we're trying to move with this cold front. We're trying to get some birds scouted out, get set up for the weekend, get the ice heater set up. It's gonna get real cold tonight, and this uh this wind just ain't gonna be strong enough to keep the holes open. So we're scouting birds. We're getting set up, getting prepared for the weekend. Looks like it's gonna be a pretty promising weekend. Well, have y'all been having good hunts there in southern Missouri the last few days? Man, it has been it has been steady like it has been all year, Josh. I mean, the, the ducks, the mallards, uh, the mallards have just been piling in like like all year. But not just only the mallards. Speck hunting has been uh, amazing. Normally, when we were killing ducks, we're killing ducks in the morning and having the specks in the evening. But we're killing them both at the same time now. They're loading up the same area. We'll be limited out on the mallards. And this morning, we uh, uh, the 
group of guys I had with me, we got a seven-man limit of specs. And, I mean, if we had a pit full of guys, we could have still been shooting the special belly. Just, uh, the numbers are very high right now for both Dustin hey, Nathan, and me. I got I got two questions for you. I'm going to ask them with this Tell me, do you look? Are you seeing the pintails that everybody else is seeing? Rocky, I'm seeing. I'm seeing tons of pintails. We've uh, we've been killing them, but most of them have been high pliers. You know, we're seeing some low ones, but we've been seeing thousands of them. We've seen more of them in the past week come in than we have before. But yes, we're seeing them hands down. Hey, your season. We've talked before about this. Your season in Missouri, it ends on what, the 21st, 22nd? Is that right? 22nd, yeah, 22nd. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and Arkansas is 29th. Well, look, with this ice moving in, what what do you do what to be successful when ice, because you deal with ice a good bit, and these birds have been going crazy and talking to the different outfitters when this ice has been hitting, but what do you do? to be successful when it does come in? What I do, Rocky, is I I, I try I try to beat the code front, main thing, before it is. I make sure that none of my decors are out there before any of the weather starts hitting. I get my ice here set up. I always run, I always call it a, a two-in-one setup of the ice heaters. I put two and I almost do it like a triangle, but I face it out. That way, if there is any ice at all, it's pushing it out away from it, out away from the decoy so it doesn't look like a, a margarita in there. That's what I call it. That's the worst thing you can have is busted up ice. And then I'll... That, then I'll that's the best analogy that we've gotten there. Uh, looks like a margarita. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, look, just, that's and, awful, too. That That's not... Uh, that is not what you want uh, when it comes no, to it's, the it's ice. Not, and, I, and I've seen it. That's that's why me and, uh, me and the guys uh, that I that I associate with, we've come up with this, and we've hunted over it for a few years now. But what we do, we'll space one ice heater out to the left, probably 20 yards from the one to the right. Then we'll have one like a triangle up in the center, and it's just like, and then it just pushes it all out. So we have a completely open hole to set our decoys in. That way the birds will be landing into a complete open hole instead of that bust-up, crushed-up ice that people go out there and stomp around. It just works a lot better. If you got an open hole... Y'all- Will y'all hunt that regularly? Like, say, you know, like right now, it's about to freeze up and probably be ice for two, three, four days, maybe. So will y'all just go in there and hunt it in the morning and leave it alone? Or if everything's locked up, will y'all move groups in and out of it? You know, how do y'all go pressure-wise on it? Right, right there, Josh, we, we do try to leave it alone in the evenings. But I'm telling you, you can sit there. Because so much people around there have sheet water, and they don't mess with it. They don't have ice heaters out. You could sit there and hunt that hole the same every day and do fine. But we have we have other spots around there that we uh, that we'll hunt that one in the morning. But we have another spot that we'll have in the evening if we got guys on evening hunt. We just don't wear a hole out. You know what I mean? But you could sit oh, yeah. there. You could sit there every morning. And right. Well, and that's why I asked that is because you know I know, you know I know I've been in those situations where you know you keep a hole you keep a hole open. There's birds in the area; they're going to be there, and you know you kind of have to make that decision of you know, just back out and and let the birds have it, or or is this going to be our spot to hunt? You, you know, for for a few days. Right. So 
Um, you know, you kind of have to make that call based on the options you have. But but yeah. uh, it sounds like y'all can y'all can move around a little bit, which is which is good. Oh um, yeah, you got it options is everything you know it is but when everything's frozen up you know me and you both know and every duck hunter knows that eliminates you know 75 percent of your options you're gonna you're gonna have an open hole or or you don't and if you got an open hole you're gonna kill ducks if ducks are there and that and that's just and you know that's just what it is that the weather's like that you got you got to be prepared nathan what are you expecting this weekend i'm expecting a very very good numbers of ducks for our, our hoes, and I think I think we're just going to straight out hurt the speckle belly geese this weekend. I'm hoping probably have some of the best speckle belly hunts I've had. It's uh, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, I know the guys are excited. I've been giving uh, the clients good reports to us, so I'm expecting high numbers, good working birds, and uh, you know, just small out good hunts, Rocky. Do y'all have one more question before we get off? I know you're busy and you're scouting and everything, but do you get people show up and don't really expect to be able to kill specs? Because we see that you know, sometimes too, as people come, you know, they're coming to duck hunt and then and then all of a sudden you get in the pit or whatever it may be and, and you start working specs and people are, uh, you know, people are kind of like, dang, we could shoot those two? And, and which that's one of my favorite things to do is do you get a lot of people who've never hunted them before and they're getting to experience oh. that good shooting man we've we've got guys that have fairly duck hunted but we've got guys that's been duck hunters for years that has never got to work specs like that and it's something new to them and they haven't done it and they absolutely love it man and that's when they'll say hey what about you talk about these spec hunts in the afternoon we're killing them there too but they're like what about them and it's like one thing leads to another but man they get a kick out of it because Ain't nothing like when the specs when they start barrel rolling, and it just gets everybody fired up. But it's a uh, oh, you're right, Josh. It, people, the people love it. You know, when you're not just killing ducks, it's killing specs too. That's, that's great. It uh, it gets people more versatile, not to just come and book a duck hunt, but to see what them specs are about. And Nathan, look, I know you got to get back at it because you got to find some birds for tomorrow. But, look, thank you for taking a few minutes to record with us to tell us what's going on. But before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you about a hunt? They get in, they get in touch with me, Rocky, at uh, Dropping Drake's Outfitters. Nathan Durham's cell phone at 270-635-8241 and our Facebook page at Dropping Drake's Outfitters. Oh, man, thank you. And, look, go out there and get them. And, I, look, I'll be talking to you over the weekend, both Josh and Oh, I. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I appreciate it, Nathan. And, uh, hey, anytime, y'all, y'all stay on them, buddy. All right, man. I'll keep it touch. Consistent, man. That's all I've got That's to it. say about him. That's it. They're consistent, and they're going the extra mile to make sure they stay that way. Uh, you know, like he said, he's, he was headed out of Missouri, headed to Arkansas to go ahead and get ahead of the front get ice eaters out, do whatever they got to do to have water available when the, you know, when it does start to, to freeze up. But, um, you know, he's in a, man, he's in a, a really key area. And that area has been key ever since that first big push of cold weather back, you know, a month ago now, um, or over a month ago. It, it's uh, ever since that first, you know, that first good weather front, they've really had good numbers and they've held on to them. 
Oh yeah. I mean, excuse me. I was, I had to put it on mute to take a yawn real quick, but we're in the middle of guiding season, both of us and both kind of tired, but getting to do what we love every day. But yeah, they, they have ever since they got that big cold front back in what, early December. Yeah, it was early, early. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they've, Um, they've consistently had ducks. Now look, let's move down to, uh, to Michael Spain in Northern Arkansas and see what's been happening with him the past few days. The Michael is uh black Tupelo outfitters. Yeah. And they're right there around that Jonesboro area. Um, yeah, they're right outside of Jonesboro, but you know, to give you an idea of where they are on the map. Let's hear what he has to say about what's been happening the past few days. We've got Michael Spain from Black Tupelo Outfitters, and I think you just told me that you are currently in a rice field. Is that right? Yep, yep, I am. Actually, just about to walk back out to the pit. Um, are y'all moving stuff around, or, or what you doing? No, I just had to have a midday snack run. Oh, oh okay, so y'all are still hunting. Want some Pringles and pork rinds. Let's get a look. How's it? Uh, so has it been slow today? Good today? Or uh, or are y'all just y'all just uh, out there enjoying the day? What's going on? Man, today today's been pretty slow. This field was loaded up with big ducks yesterday. Big ducks and teal. Uh, got here this morning. Ran a bunch of ducks off of it. The only thing that showed back up was spoonbills. Uh, they won't hardly work. They're just kind of dipping in over the decoys, filling out and leaving every time. But, I mean, we I don't know. We shot probably 12. It's completely opposite of yesterday. Yesterday was pretty good. Well, so does it seem like birds have moved out of there with the front, or, or are y'all expecting a push to come in as the day goes on or as the week goes on? I really think the push will come in as the week goes on. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been out scouting today. I've been been in the pit all day. But from what I've heard, it kind of seems like some of the bigger ducks have left out. Uh, Michael, let me hey, let me ask you this. You, you're a guy that, that I have this question a few times a week, and you're a professional, okay? Look, y'all freeze up a lot more than we do in Mississippi. So, and it's not like you can pick up your guide service and go to Louisiana with the ducks, right? No. How how do you, because it happens a lot. Where you're hunting, you get frozen out a lot. So what do you do? How do you be, how are you successful if, when, it, when it gets cold and it freezes up like this? What do you do? What are some things? Uh, ice eaters. Turn on wells, uh, you know, running the riser out by the pit, poly pipe, things like that. Also hunting sloughs and flooded timber. Uh, some of these deeper sloughs that I've got won't hardly freeze over. You put an ice eater out in them, and they won't freeze over. So that's where you're killing them then, when it freezes up, is in the timber. Yep, Some of your deeper yep. water. Another thing I like to do, if there's still birds in the area, is don't bust the ice, just slide full-body decoys out on top of the ice. It seems like that's pretty effective. Yeah, that, and that's what I told somebody the other day. Is You know, yeah. I told somebody the other day to break a, like a 10 by 20 hole out, slide it up under the other ice the best, the best that you could, and and put some full-body surrounding the little bitty hole that you broke out. Yep, yep, and you run a 12-hole ice feeder in that little hole that you bust out. I put two or three floaters in it, 
I just put two or three greenhead floaters in it and run full bodies all the way around the outside of it. Works pretty good. Works really good. So, um, I know we talked to Nathan earlier, and he was leaving Missouri coming into Arkansas, and he said he was already seeing some some slush and stuff build up in some fields today. Have you all seen any of that yet uh, right there in that area? Uh, I'm in a deeper field right here, but I know the decoys still have some ice on them from this morning. Well, Nathan, what do yeah. you? I mean, Mike, Michael, what what are you expecting this for this weekend? Looking at the weather, I think tomorrow is going to be real good. We're going to hunt the timber tomorrow. I think we'll get on them pretty good. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, I don't know. Uh, if it freezes up like they say, the rice fields are going to be dead. But the sloughs and timber will probably still be good till they freeze up. When that happens, we'll be headed to the river. <laughs> At least you got a plan in place. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, look, um, I know you're busy and you're hunting uh, right now, but um, it's it's Black Tupelo Outfitters, and that's on Facebook uh, and and stuff too. Is there contact information there? Uh, yeah, my phone number should be on the on the Facebook page there. Well, and well, real quick, what is your your number or contact number? Eight seven zero seven five nine. Two zero three one. All right, buddy. Well, look, we appreciate it, and uh, I hope y'all keep killing them. Keep everything open. Uh, it's going. It looks like it's going to get cold everywhere. So, oh, good yeah. luck to y'all, yeah. and we'll uh, we'll be in touch. All right, sounds good. Give me a holler. Well, he had a had a good day yesterday, and a kind of a slow one today. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, he had to go out and get snacks. Yeah, had to go get snacks, but you know he's got a got a group that wants to stay out there with him, and that you know that's always fun to do. Um, but uh, you know, and and he's been they've you know they've had a you know a pretty consistent year, but um, you know he he's another one that you know like he said he's got a plan in place if this happens and if something happens there he's got another plan in place, and I think that. You know, that's key. something we talk about in other podcasts is, you know, you've got to, you know, whatever you have to do to have options and, uh, you know, keep water open or keep moving to open water. Uh, you know, so, so it's cool to hear him say that. And, you know, hopefully they won't have to end up moving all the way out to the river. But, uh, but you know, I really enjoy getting their reports because that's an area that I hunt myself. Yeah. Well, let's... uh. Going right below in central Arkansas, the Stuttgart area is Roland Cortez at Arkansas County Guide Service. Oh, Roland. Roland's been shooting some of my favorite ducks. So let's talk to him about that a little bit. All right, guys. Now we are joined by the master of disaster, Mr. Roland Cortez of Arkansas County Guide Service. Roland, what's up, bud? Oh, pretty good there, Rocky. Josh, how's it going with y'all, man? We're 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 alive. We're hanging on. Um, yeah. Are, are, are we talking about our personal lives? Are we talking yeah. about the personal lives or duck hunting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just in general, because I'm a I'm a bipolar duck hunter right now. My personal life's great, but my my duck hunting sucks. Yeah, I, man. I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> Uh, look, what happened uh, the past few days with this warm weather on y'all? 
Oh, uh, Rocky, I mean, um, we had a bunch of ducks come up from the south, and, uh, you know, the last couple of days it's been kind of foggy up here and, and uh, you know, very little wind. And um, actually the hunting was, was pretty decent in the thick fog. You know, we, we had some blinds, you know, really good. And um, today this little front came through, bought some sunshine, and actually the hunting, you know, pretty good still. Lots of ducks around, you know, in, in the area, and we're looking forward to the, the colder weather coming uh, the next couple of days. Well, Roland, when y'all get a hard freeze like this, what, what, because I've had this question multiple times from people that, that, that hunt in Arkansas, from Stuttgart all the way up to the northern border. What do, what do you guys do? When you, when you get hard freeze and these fields freeze up, how do you hunt them? How, what makes you successful during a freeze like this? Uh, typically, you know, we have enough ground and, and um, we can actually go to where we have like a reservoir or some type of a, a deep water or a swamp with, with some deeper water. So we, we try to stay out of the fields when we know they're going to freeze. But if we have to hunt a field, then we're going to we're gonna run an ice eater um, to try to keep the fields open as, as long as we can. Have y'all been killing good many specs still rolling? Yes, we've been doing really good. Actually, right now I'm laying down in a spread um, with a bunch of boys from Georgia. Um, we're waiting on the we're waiting on the specs to move here, in and in hopefully within the next hour. Spec, wow. um, the, the spec hunting guys has been really good up here. I mean, there's lots of specs, and, and um, so it's been really good. You know, we, we've been killing anywhere from you know from 12 to 15 birds. You know, you no know, hunt with, with with five guns, so it, it's been pretty good. Um, typically, we're doing better on on the sunny days with the wind. Um, you know, actually we did pretty good, um, one morning in the fog. Um, so, but, um, besides that, you know, the speck hunting has been really good. I saw some pictures with one of my favorite ducks in it from you, Roland. Oh yes. Uh, we, we shot a bull shoveler. Uh, one no, day no, 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 my second favorite, my second favorite, my second favorite duck to hunt. And that would be a ringneck. Man, y'all, y'all must have a pile of ringnecks piling that timber on y'all man it it was uh actually we kind of hunting the open swamp and uh we have been infestated with blackjacks you know it, it, it's uh, an action and actually the blackjacks kind of left today we have one blind you know did really good they shot some cameras backs and they had a few blackjacks so i mean there's still a few around but i didn't really kill that many this morning uh it was mostly mallards and grays we had well what what before you get out of here, Roland, what what do you think about this weekend? As you look at that forecast, what what do you expect as far as hunting goes? I'm I'm expecting you know, a lot of the fields to freeze further north, up in the you know Pocahontas area and uh, Jones Jonesboro, and hope I'm predicting a, a pretty good push, you know, for the weekend because a lot of the fields north of us they're actually giving snow, a good bit of snow for the northern part of Arkansas and even into here, the central part of Arkansas. So. I'm predicting a pretty good weekend, so if, if anybody's thinking about coming up, I think this is the weekend to do it. Uh, Roland, how do they get in touch with you? Just to, I know you're only here every week, but what's the best, best way for somebody to get in touch with you on a website also? The, 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 best, the best way to get in touch with me is call me at uh, 985-414-4997 or look us up on the web at ArkansasDuckAndGooseHunts.com or on Facebook, you know, Arkansas County Duck Guide Service. All right, Roland. Well, I'll let you get back to your spec hunt, bud. I, I appreciate yeah. you taking a, a few minutes in the blind to talk to us. 
Uh, it, it, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm going to send you all some pictures in a little bit from the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. Let us know how this afternoon goes. I've got some uh, some specters. But, but, again, you know, like I said, if anybody else wanting to come, you know, make sure you all book a spec hunt because the spec hunt is really good up here right now. Well, thank you, Roland. Y'all have fun this afternoon. Thank y'all, Josh and uh, Rocky. Y'all take care, fellas. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. All right, buddies. Bye-bye. The old ring neck. That's my (laughs) second favorite duck to shoot. (laughs) You know, excuse me. You know, Roland, he calls it like it is, you know, and uh, he he doesn't hold back. Uh, He knows knows a slow day when he sees one, and he... But uh, you know he's there to there to have fun and shoot ducks, and that's what they do. And um, you know he's and and you know, we I don't know if we bothered him or not, but he was laying there, you know, trying to shoot some geese. Uh, you know when we talked to him, so uh, just kind of you know goes to show you know some people really are uh, just completely it's just ingrained in them to to hunt waterfowl. Uh, at all costs, and and not just be a uh, uh, selective, you know, only mallard person or only this, only that. You know, Roland is a he's a waterfowler, and that's what he does day in and day out. It's been a lot of fun having him on and hearing his reports. Yeah, I mean that that sucker, man. I think he hunts morning and afternoon every day. Morning ducks, speck afternoons. But look, let's head down to Southern Arkansas. Talk to Chase Holland. Um, Chase is with Laguna Outfitters. Chase has been riding around all afternoon this afternoon. See what, see what he's seeing and see what he's got to say. All right, guys. Now we're joined by the fabulous Chase Holland, Laguna Outfitters over in southern Arkansas. Chase, it's good to have you for another week. I know that people look forward to hearing your report. Tell us, you've been riding around. What what you been seeing today? Nothing, nothing completely different. No huge push or anything like that ahead of these, uh, ahead of this coming front. But definitely birds doing weird things. Uh, I saw, like I told you earlier, I've seen about two thousand mallards and pintails and a handful of specks in there with them dry feeding in a bean field that it, it's never had water on it. So I don't know what I don't know what that's all about. Um, Snow geese were acting really, really weird uh, and came back to roost super early this season, which I thought was strange. Um, we've got some more ducks, but again, nothing incredible. You know, last weekend uh, we shot limits or very close there to limits. I took a party of eight out that uh, we did not shoot full limits, but we'll just say this everybody shot over two boxes of shells. So, uh, <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, you know, yeah, we've got birds. Things are good. I expect, well, just because I say I expect this front to make everything get right, who knows after the way things have been this year. Uh, Dude, this has been the weirdest exactly year I right. ever. Listen, I, 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 I thought last year was the, probably the worst year ever in being a guy. La- yeah. this, this year is the weirdest year I've ever That's seen. That's what I was going to say. La- last year was slow. I mean, it just slowed nothing It ever was expected, happened. though. It was hot. That's it. But this year, it's just weird. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, wanted, I want to be very optimistic with this weather coming in. 
but I'm I'm finding it hard to do. Uh just yeah. because of the way the year's gone so far. I for the life of me can't explain a lot of the stuff that's going on. Our cypress brakes that normally are just gadwall crushes every day. Crushing gadwall, it's nothing but mallards. And, and you know, of course some wood ducks, so I went I don't know. Uh I killed I've killed more gadwall and flooded rice this year than I have in any of the woods I've got. I don't know. I, I, the only thing I can equate that to is that, you know, most of our cypress springs dried up and we lost the coontail grass. That's well, the and those suckers, they, yeah, and they migrate so early. What was the water like when in mid-November when they were coming through? Did you have water in those cypress springs? Dry. You know, if, not, if not dry, just sort of a mud hole, you know, nothing no, nothing that they would want to be in. Right. That's the same way it was over here. Same uh, exact thing. Well, look, I saw pictures from Facebook. You have been killing a lot of geese, though. Sure. I mean, if we wanted, nobody's really wanted to go after snow geese. They want an afternoon speckled belly hunt, and that's absolutely no problem whatsoever. We've just been crushing Specs, the geese, uh, the snow geese, though, our snow goose numbers are stronger than I've ever seen them. Um, they hadn't gone, it hadn't, I guess, gotten cold enough or whatnot for them to go to the wheat yet and to the to the hen bit, which is immediately grows in our cotton fields here. Uh, once they do that, uh, they get real, real easy to kill. Uh, I wish more people wanted to snow goose hunt during the regular season. Well, Chase, as you ride the back roads and you look at you look at all your land that you have, I guess what I'm saying is, in your land in consideration and all the other stuff that you're looking at, what what are you seeing as far as numbers on yours numbers and on, that you've been looking at as far as ducks? Numbers on as far as ducks. Uh, Everybody over here has got birds now. Nobody's nobody's got a field that just has nothing in it. I'm not saying there's not one here and there is. I'm sure that's happened, but most of what it's come down to is pressure. If you can, if you've got enough ground that you can rotate everything and keep the pressure off uh, off of some stuff for a little bit, you're going to have high quality shoots. Uh, and there's some guys that don't have a choice. You know, they got one. They got one flat, and that's what they're going to hunt. You know. Saturday and Sunday, and uh, then they let it wrestle there at work. Now, that probably works okay, I guess. Uh, there's, uh, there, there, we've got a lot of birds over here now, a whole lot more than we than we did have. And of course, you know, none of us want to talk too optimistic, of, like you say, about this upcoming front. But uh, it historically, in a normal, anyway, it ought it ought to yeah, do something in a normal really good year. For it. <laughs> Yeah, in a yeah. normal year, it would be unreal this weekend. This weekend would, you know, when you'd want to be hunting. And I still, I'm still, i going to believe that until this weekend's over with. But I'm going I'm to throw an oddball one out there to you. What, what, as far as the overall year, in being that y'all y'all have a good many fields, what have, what have you seen shoveler-wise? Have you seen a lot of shovelers this year? Only very, very early in the season that I see them. Now, I don't think I've seen any in the last month, hardly. Maybe, you know, one or two here, one or two there, I hadn't seen them. 
Man, you usually ride around through the Mississippi Delta. We are loaded with shovelers. You can't ride. You could ride for miles upon miles and count the number of shovelers on both hands. You wouldn't. You wouldn't break either hand. I mean, it's well, just not. I, that, that's a surprising one to me. I can understand the gadwall skipping us because it was dry, but where in the world are the freaking shovelers? I think that the central and southwest Louisiana coast and southeast Texas marshes are, because of the rainfall, are so good with the widgeon grass, bent grass, and they're, you know, they're, they're good natural aquatics that when we were dry here and the birds passed us by, they got down there and there's zero reason for them to reverse migrate. They're just not going to do it. There's too much good, high-quality duck food down there. And you, and you saw that last week when you were home, right? It's I, I haven't seen green-winged teal like that since I was a kid, where they come rolling through the marsh and it looks like, you know, it's 300 of them to maybe six, seven, 800 of them, and they're they're look like a herd of bumblebees rolling across the marsh, and they're just there's there's piles like that all over everywhere. Wow. Wow. Hey, well, Chase, I know you got to get back at it, but let me ask you this. Look, anybody looking for an Ar- uh, uh, Arkansas duck hunt, tell them how to get in touch with you and how to find out information online about you. Uh, you can find, you find it online at uh, .com. Uh Find us on Facebook uh, under Laguna Outfitters. Or you can call uh, call my direct line at 713-304-5689. All right, Chase, man. Thank you for taking a few minutes. And, man, there's a lot of good information in the things that you were just talking about as far as the teal being in South Texas and or South, South, maybe Southeast or Northeast part of the, I got that all messed up. The southeast part of Texas and the southwest part of Louisiana, the teal and the shovelers being down there, because this had me baffled. And it's good to hear that from you, that that's where they are. There is. Well, if you just look at some of the photos, and, you know, I've got friends of mine that are full-time guides or own outfits down there. Look at Just look at the amount of greenheads that they're killing down there in that marsh. There's, they, they never kill kill that many, and they are crushing them daily. So that you know, that in itself, we got passed up because you know here in the in Arkansas, we did not put our water in early enough, or at least not the right kind of water because we were so dry. And if you don't have big, huge, open fields of slick, slick water, these birds are just going to keep going. That's all there is to it. I agree with you on that one. We saw it. I mean, we're seeing it this year. Chase, look, thank you for taking a few minutes. Text me some pictures over the weekend, what's going on with you guys, if you don't mind. You got it, man. I'll shoot some over to you here in a little bit. Yeah, I want to post them up on Facebook over the weekend to to show people what's going on in southern Arkansas. Well, I need to figure out how to edit that stuff on all the video I've got and everything, too. It's good video. I just don't know how to. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> but uh, you, you got it, fellas. I appreciate you. Call me anytime.
Thank you. Today. Yeah, thank, thank you, buddy. You got it. Take care. Bye. Dry feeding ducks in southeastern Arkansas. I have no comment for that. Other, other than like like we said earlier, last year was slow, and this year is weird. And if that right there does not just you know dot the I and cross the T of of being weird, I, I don't know what else does. I mean, why in the world are are ducks and geese? Well, geese I understand, but why why are that many ducks? I mean, it's even blowing his mind, and he's been hunting that area for a long time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. it it's just, um, and it's a weird year for this part of the flyway. You know, Chase, he's not that far from us, and um, and it's just, a, <laughs> dude, I don't have an explanation for it, but it is a weird year. Well, let's go over to J.J. Kent and see what, what's happening in northern Texas and you know, JJ hunts up in Oklahoma a lot too. So, see what's happening with JJ out there. All right, guys. Now we got JJ Kent from Kent Outdoors. JJ, tell me what's been happening out there the past few days, brother. I tell you what, uh, got a little scared there for a minute because right after I talked to you last time, I drove around and a bunch of the ducks got moving around on me and. We just had to look a little bit harder, but we found them, and the the customers had no idea that we were uh, we were worried. <laughs> so that, that's all good there. We uh, man, we we had uh, some boys from uh, Arkansas come over. Had some guys from from Georgia. Had some guys out of Dallas, and uh, had a couple other groups. I don't can't remember where they're from. Everybody's running together now, but. We, uh, man, we got on them. We, uh, I watched some of your videos this weekend. JJ, hey, it's it's Josh here. I I have a question though, real quick on, on the, the Arkansas guys. Were they hunters? Are they, were they, were they avid hunters back home in Arkansas? Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. So so I'm going to get to my point here. What did they think about the hunting out there? Um, because that's interesting to me for avid hunters in, in a big time duck hunting state to go hunt somewhere else, uh, you know, like that, were they, uh, I mean, you know, were they, I mean, how was it to them? I mean, I'm sure they had a good time, but, but, you know, you were, you're probably with them. So, uh, you know, how did they, well, how did they react to it? I actually had them, I had them with one of my, one of my guides, Casey, and, uh, I told them they're going to be hugging a tree and kicking water and shooting ducks. And they said they, oh, they, well. they can handle that. Uh, only difference is they were hugging a mesquite tree and not an oak tree. And so, and I don't know if y'all been around a mesquite tree, but you don't hug a mesquite tree too close. Uh, Cause it'll well. bite you back. The, uh, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, no, they. Uh, I, I tell you, like, and this is what I was gonna, the, Josh. The point I was gonna kind of get to is that uh, we're we're blessed over here in that uh, we we can kind of pick and choose what we kind of want to go after. And uh, those guys, they wanted to shoot, you know, some widgeons, some pintails, some gadwall, 
uh, just they wanted to get a mixed bag. Their main their mainstay was they wanted to shoot pintails and widgeons, and on the first day they got they got their widgeons. Uh, I, there's a kid that's going to he's playing football over in uh, Conway over at uh, Hendricks uh, College over there, and he uh, he had never shot a widgeon, so he was able to shoot a couple of those, and he got a real uh, pretty uh, cotton top that he's going to put on the wall. So he's excited about that. And then uh, he, uh, he uh, played forward today. He went out and they shot some pintails and he shot a real big bull sprig that he's going to put on the wall as well. So uh, it was a success. They, I think they, uh, four guys, they ended up 15, 16 birds on the first day. And then they shot uh, about that today, uh, somewhere in there. So, uh, but they had a mixed bag. They shot some canvas backs in there, um, cup this, that, and the other. Uh, one of the groups yesterday, they got into uh, some redheads, some canvas backs, some mallards, uh, widgeon gadwalls, teal. Uh, one of the guys ended up shooting a banded redhead drake. Um, so that was kind of a cool deal. Uh, my group I took out yesterday had a. Four, no, that's right. I had four guys from uh, Auburn U- University came all the way over here from Alabama, and uh, first hunt out, we uh, we shot. It was me. I had one of my other hunters join our group, so it was six of us, and we ended up shooting a six man limit of canvasbacks, and all those guys. Oh man! Uh, yeah, they all shot two two Drake cam. Well, except for one of them. They they pretty much we shot seven seven Drake canvasbacks were shot and I think three or four of them were going on the wall and uh, we had one big old bull bull can come in and oh my god that thing you saw him coming a mile away and when he got shot I was like that one's going on the wall I don't care who the hell just shot it he's going on the wall and. Uh, <laughs> It's one of them birds, you know, when your dog's bringing it back and you meet them at the shoreline to make sure that <laughs> yeah, uh, not sure another feather is going to get wrinkled. Yeah, yeah, make sure he doesn't mess it up too bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's one, that's one of you. You sit there and and, and you kind of put it in your lap and kind of pet it the rest of the morning until you until yeah, you get all the like feathers until well, the feathers get laid back right like you like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like what was that scene out of Dumb and Dumber where it's petting the the dead bird, saying "Pretty bird." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah awesome. but they, they uh, um, that that that's really cool. I, that's funny you say that. I actually got to take a group of boys from Auburn uh, last week myself, or right before Christmas, I did. Uh, so that that's cool. That's uh, uh, that's neat to well, JJ, kind of hear that. JJ, as you rode around today, what what do you see numbers number wise out there as as you ride? Well, around? I just got off the. We had a, a a new push of birds come in. I got one of my guys, Chris, and he's got some some little timber ponds uh, with uh, some acorns, and those mallards have been hitting those acorns pretty good. And we've we've been shooting quite a few mallards uh, off these acorn ponds, and then uh, uh, I'm actually gonna. Uh, help him guide a couple people tomorrow morning uh, on one of those ponds uh, because I'd like to shoot some mallards myself. Uh, but the uh, uh, talked to Zane a little while ago, and he was out scouting. Uh, we got a, a wetland 
just north of uh, uh, Bowie, Texas, over on the Oklahoma side, and the it, it's about a 600-acre pecan orchard that the field next to the pecan orchard is flooded, and then we've got several ponds throughout the pecan orchard, and he, he just sent me a text and said, you're not going to believe it, but every pond here is absolutely covered in birds. And he said it's all ma- pretty much mallards, pintails, and widgeon. So, well, for, first of all, I don't know if you heard the same thing I did, Rocky, but that that that's a major area for rutting pecan stealers. Second oh, yeah. of all, that, that's uh, that's something uh, I guess we really need to catch you up on uh, at a later time. JJ is the. the uh, <laughs> you have a lot of people try to. Try to steal pecans out there, just random people out in pecan groves getting getting whatever they want. Uh, this one's you know all up in it's not right on the road. I mean it's oh well road, you're lucky. So. Yeah. Yeah. But but I I had I have heard exactly what you're talking about, and I, <laughs> I know a, actually one of my customers bought a piece of land just up from this property, and. Uh, he went in there, or the neighbor, or something. He went by there, and there was all this uh, savage equipment sitting out there in the. And he was like, "Who the hell is that stuff?" And the next thing you know, he, he he had gone out there, and every one of his trees had been shook and harvested, and they had cut the lock and drove off. So that I was I, that's pretty ballsy for somebody to do. Oh, you yeah, be amazed we'll to, we'll at the to, things. Yeah, yeah, we just need to talk about that just in an entire we'll different conversation on one day. But, but anyway, but that's that's cool how that's uh, you know that's an area that y'all hunt there and, and uh, or you know you hunt around that the ponds and, and stuff like that. Is the is a lot of the water that y'all hunt over? Is it like that mostly? Just uh, you know ponds or or small well, areas well, of water. Okay, so here's here's the deal. It, you know, and, and this is what I. I kind of do a duck, well, I don't kind of, I do a, a duck hunting 101 class where I, I bring new hunters out and kind of go over, you know, all the ins and outs of duck hunting, just kind of get, get them above the curve on, uh, you know, some things I've learned over the last 30 years. And one deal is, at the end of it, I said, every year is different. And this is this is so true. Last year at this time, we were hunting flooded wheat fields. We were hunting, you know, flooded trees. I mean, we had, you know, wetlands. Like we talked with Jay Paul last year or last week. I mean, that last year I had this wetland right here next to my office that uh, flooded millet and all that. This year, none of the wheat has water in it, and all the ponds are a little bit low. We had a wet summer, but this fall has been dry, so all these ponds are drawing down. There's been rain in some areas, so you got some ponds that are still full to the brim and got water into the grass, but none of the fields have held water. So the, the hunting is completely different. Whereas last year we were hunting a lot of full-body decoys out in flooded wheat. This year we're hunting some deeper ponds that are that are have drawn down, and the hunting's completely different. Now we're killing the same kinds of birds and same you know species the widgeon the pintails mallards uh not as many teal um we're shooting canvas backs because we're hunting bigger water um but it's uh it's just different it's different we're we're 
I mean, we're we're knocking them out. And uh, I was talk actually talking to Allback earlier today, and uh, you know he was like, "Man, running the tread off the tires." And I said, "I tell me about it." I I think two days ago, I in one pretty much after the hunt from ten o'clock in the uh, in the morning to probably four o'clock that afternoon, five o'clock, I put over two hundred and fifty miles on my truck just driving, and that's not all highway. That's a lot of dirt roads. Was you know we've got we've got some serious weather coming. I mean I say serious. I mean you know it, it's going to northern Arkansas, southern Missouri is going to freeze and things like that in the next few days. Already is in some parts, and we're going to probably see some ice here. But do y'all have any weather coming that's going to you know hopefully push some more birds in in the next few days, or what does y'all's weather pattern look like? We're supposed to get uh, some snow and uh, freezing precipitation on Friday. Uh, not really worried about it. It's going to get down to probably 15, 10 to 15 degrees uh, for a day or two. And at best, what it's going to do, it's going to freeze up the littler ponds that are holding 5 to 10 birds to 20 birds on those ponds and consolidate them on the bigger ponds uh, to where we figure out which ponds are open and uh, or that the birds are keeping open. And then it's, you know, catching fish in a barrel. So. It's, I mean, it's, I, I'm not worried about it one bit. Uh, we'll just, and then a couple of days later, it warms up. Some of the birds that move through will move back up north a little bit. And, uh, it, you know, and then we'll be all over it again. So, I'm, it, we that's got, kinda, we that's kind of so what Brad much. said. That's kind of what Brad just said a few minutes ago that, you know, he feels that, you know, when you find that open water this weekend out there where you guys are hunting, man, y'all are going to yep. really, really get into them. Yeah, and see, Brad is not that far as a crow flies from us. I mean, he's he's got maybe three hours at best in any direction from northwest to north of us. And so, you know, he's he's basically, and of course he's catching a lot more of the geese, goose action than I am. We're primarily prominently focused on the ducks where he's focused on the geese and uh you know and it'll lock up he'll he'll get a lot of stuff that'll lock up and those ducks his ducks will come and be my ducks and then when it warms up a little bit my ducks will go back and be his ducks again so it's uh you know we just try to kill a few before they go back to him so <laughs> there you go well JJ, real quick, if if somebody wants to get in touch with you about a hunt, can you give us a little bit of information where they can find you on the web or telephone number okay. that they could call you to book a hunt on? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, if you're looking to book a one heck of a good duck hunt, give us a shout. Uh, Ken Outdoors, www.kenoutdoors.com. Give us a call, 903-271-5524. Uh, we've got a few remaining dates available towards the end of the month. Um, but besides that, we book for next year. We've got several dates open for next year, and we'd love to have y'all come out and try to get some of the North Texas and Southern Oklahoma's finest duck and goose hunting. I know i got it in my plans for next year to come out there and hunt with you, but I know you are a busy man, and I look. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time 
to to talk to us because I, I look people want to know what's going on out there since the it oh, seems yeah. that the flyway is shifting more westerly, you know, out oh, in yeah. that region. So people want to know what's going on. And, man, what a detailed Absolutely. report you gave us today. And, I, look, I really appreciate it, J.J. Good, good. You know, J.J., for about a month now, Josh, three weeks to a month, well, probably three weeks, he has been consistently killing ducks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they're in a really cool area. Um, you know, he talks about, you know, Brad Albeck a lot, and, and we'll get to, you know, Brad in a minute and, and his uh, his report. But but both of them really love that area. Uh, you get to see a lot of different waterfowl, um, but, man, J.J. and them, they, they have. I mean, they have been hammering them. And, you know, it, it, like he said, you get to hunt so many different scenarios out there you know he, he kind of he, he kind of uh it's interesting because when he gets a group in he can talk to him you know hey look have you ever hunted you know this type of situation would you like to what kind of ducks what kind of geese would you like to go after and they really you know they they really do have have options for all of them uh, so it's really neat and uh you know it was cool to you know hear him talk about those boys you know he told him he was gonna let them lean up against a tree and and kick some water but they didn't really know what they were up against until they got out there and tried to hug a mesquite tree. So, um, but that's, you know, that's JJ's personality. And, uh, you know, that, yeah, if you're looking for a hunt out there, man, that's, you know, that's, and that's not mean you talk seriously about is, you know, really, that's, that'd be a really fun area to go to. Um, yeah. And, and stay yeah. a few days. That's a, that's a great hunt. And you're going to get to see, you know, I mean, pretty much any scenario you can think of. Yeah, uh, him or Albeck. Albeck is just north of him as a crow flies. Now, Brad, we need to talk to him real quick and see what's happening with him, see if his stories match up with JJ's, because I bet that they do. Let's hear from Brad real quick. Hi. One of my favorite guys on the migration report with us. And the last time we talked to you, you were in a blind calling a cancer goose. Brad, how's it been, bud? Hey, Rocky, I thought I'd call in today. I, I stopped by at the grocery store to pick up a six-pack of beer, and I saw a missing report of me on a milk carton. I haven't checked in lately. <laughs> uh, oh. I I'd check in today with you, buddy. Well, look, oh, there is there. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. All the reports that we get from, from all the guys across the migration are over. Don't get me wrong. They're they're all waited on, but people want to know what's going on out in Oklahoma, and there's no better person in this world than Brad Albeck. So, look, how's it been the past few days? Well, we're killing them every day. Uh, we've been chasing the fire out of the, out of the geese every morning. Uh, that is what I, I, we love to do and what we're really good at. And, um, you know, if, we, if the customers can hit them, we're coming in with some decent numbers. But uh, this last week, we've been sure scaring a lot of them. Um, the ducks hunting, uh, you know, we've been hitting them here in the dry fields and uh, backing off of them so we don't turn them nocturnal. Um, we like them still coming out around 4 o'clock. At least it gives us an hour and a half to, to try to beat up four, five, seven, seven groups of them, big groups of them. Um, you know, it's just the odd swirling winds in the morning. Um, no wind at all. 70 degrees one day and it was 
19 or 16 degrees this morning. So, I mean, the, the weather pattern is just, and it's dry, dry, dry this year in Oklahoma. It's the same but here. But the bird, I mean, yeah. It's, it's the same here, just that the La Nina. La Nina yeah. playing a huge role in duck season this year, just like El Nino did last year. Well, uh, you know, uh, the birds are really reacting to the call. They're, they're, you know, they're 100 yards up, and they want to hear it all the way to the ground. So, I mean, if anybody's out hunting, you better really focus on your laid-out blinds uh, on the top, grass them in good, and uh, keep those face shields up because they're coming down on us like hell, uh, like an elevator. Well, look, I know you, your forecast is a little bit – probably colder than ours so what what are you expecting this weekend with this cold weather that's moving in uh, i say uh to the west we might get some snow on friday but it, i doubt it's so dry and if we do i mean it's not going to be very much um the cattle tanks are freezing up right now so it should push the birds to the bigger water um you know it's going to get probably 15 degrees you know low here for the next couple nights but, um, you know, it, 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 it pushes them in, we beat them up on the big water, and then it, it melts and it, they spread out on us. So we got to really keep after them. Um, heck, I got the boys right now hunting a, a cattle tank, and uh, today at, at uh, noontime I checked it. One of my farmers called me and I said, where's the ducks at? He said, go right over here, Brad. And uh, it had three 350 mallards sitting on this little mud puddle in the middle of a, a pasture. Right next oh to the gosh. Milo field. Oh yeah. So we got on out there at two thirty and uh grabbed the boys in and, and threw out a whole eight decoys with no spinner. <laughs> so yeah, well they're coming there anyway, Rocky. Only thing that's gonna mess them up is us being there. Or calling Brad, too much. You know well, Brad, let me before I let you go and Yeah. The, the, I think the unique thing that people don't understand about the ducks that are dry feeding, they as soon as they feed, they have to find water, yeah. and and they, they will go to the closest water. That's right, because it almost stops them up, and they can't even breathe. Almost correct. Well, I mean, with the corn and the milo <clears throat> around here, you know, and being so dry, and we're sandy soil. I don't know how they do it. I mean, you, you, that's like taking a T-bone steak and throwing it in the sandbox and saying, eat it. Of course, you got to drink right. after it. Right. Know? But, um, and so, so yeah. if you can find well, some open water this weekend, man, you are going to smash them. Or keep it open with an ice eater. You know, if they're already using that pond and you're trying to let it build, um, you know, drop it an ice eater, go in there at noontime. With a couple of buddies, go break the ice. You know, slide it underneath. You know, give them a hole. And, uh, you know, a little work will pay off. It always does. Well, Brad, look, I know that you are pretty well booked up for the rest of the season. Is that correct? Well, we have some openings. You know, we're in a north camp and a south camp. Um, The boys, I'm up right now at the north camp tonight, um, you know, giving the south um, a little break. And uh, I'm up here for the next three days, and uh, we got some really big feeds of uh, corn drilled uh, wheat. And uh, it was kind of fun this morning, man. You just hit the call two or three times. They, they, 
Rocky, they were three foot off the deck coming in. <laughs> wow. A lot of speckabellies. A lot of speckabellies out there right now. And a little a ton of Canadians. Yeah, a ton wow. of little Canadians. I, I know you got to get back out looking <laughs> with your, with the, the fresh six-pack of beer that you just bought and trying to find <laughs> yep. them. But, but look, if, if people want to book a hunt with you, what is the best way they can go about finding out information but also getting in touch with you? Man, the best way is just pick up the phone. Um, you know, people have a lot of questions. Um, I just like to sit down and, and tell them what they're getting into before, you know, meet their expectations. Uh, our style of hunting is not for everybody. Uh, you know, I admit that. But uh, we're running about a 90% satisfaction of people so far because we do – Tell them what, how this program works. Um, we do hunting in larger hunting parties. We do, you know, everybody touches decoys. Everybody helps grass blinds. We we don't have a lodge. We have farmhouses. It's crowded. Um, but we love to have fun. And, uh, you know, you get you may come in and you may be from uh, Louisiana and meet four guys from Wisconsin and, you know, just become lifetime hunting buddies. Hey, you know, come to Wisconsin, come shoot a deer. Hey, come on down here, shoot an alligator. Wow, could we really? Oh, yeah. Well, let's exchange numbers. It's a good melting pot, pot here. Yeah. You know, we did we did have one bad seed, I will admit, and that's a cancer. But uh, we uh, did everything we could. It made him happy. But I honestly don't think I'm going to rebook him, Rocky. <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyways, you can give me a call at area code 405-443-8762 and just ask for Brad. It's my personal cell phone. 8762 is the last four numbers, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And then any website if they want to go to or a Facebook page? Uh, just uh, Albex Adventures. A-L-B-E-C-K-S Adventures, yep. All right, Brad. Man, I know you're you're a very busy guy. Let's get back out there. Thank you for taking a few minutes to tell us what's going on out in Oklahoma. Because man, a lot of people want to know. It's it's becoming the heart of the flyway. Hey, Rocky, I was wondering of the two flyways. I I was wondering why didn't you post a reward on that milk cart? I would have called you sooner. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Brad. Look, have a good rest of the afternoon. Thank you so much, man. Hey, you guys uh, give them hell out, out there and push them over here to Oklahoma for me. All right, brother. Look, I'll be I'll be texting you over the weekend. In for Rocky. Happy New Year. Bye bye. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> that sucker, <laughs> all. dude. He always cracks uh, me up. I mean, uh, we uh, called him going into the store to buy a six pack of beer to go yeah. riding around and uh, yeah. look for ducks. You didn't hear that, cops. No, 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 but you know, I mean, that's that's another one of those people that, that I mean, he's literally gonna do whatever he has to to make sure you're happy when you hunt with him. And you know, unfortunately, those people are getting harder to find. But uh, you know, he loves it. I mean, he craves it, and he's always a lot of fun to talk to when you can get a hold of him. I mean, you know, we've we've, we've texted him or called him before. I mean, he's a good friend. It's, you know, it's not like it's you know, odd for us to be calling him, but you know, he'll he'll answer the phone like, "Look, I got too I got too much going on. I just can't talk." You know, but all you need to know is we're killing ducks, and just hang up. You know, that's all he'll say. You know, sometimes, 
and then sometimes you can't get him off the phone. But, uh, you know, and was it last week he had a bunch of guys from NASCAR in, and he was running around in a, you know, in one of their, their fire suits that, that they drive around the track and wearing a helmet, you know, all week in camp. Uh, that would be a, that'd be one heck of a camp to share uh, with with Brad and get out there and I mean I don't have an, an explanation for it other than I, I guess it would spoil a man. I mean you get out there and you shoot geese in the morning and then go to to cattle ponds and and shoot mallards midday and then ride around and find them again for the next day. I mean that would and that that's a and that's an that's an awesome area, uh, and Oklahoma's becoming, and it's becoming the new favorite, not just for for, for us and, and, and dreaming of trips. It's becoming the new favorite for a lot of waterfowlers, and hey, I say that. Of, yeah, speaking of that, yeah, we've got yeah, a go traveling ahead. waterfowler. He's uh, our Jed wild Lamb, card. which, is, which in, Josh introduced me to Jed and know him through few other mutual friends on social media but but jed is a not a traveling salesman but a traveling waterfowler man he follows these suckers everywhere oh yeah and the the thing about the thing about that i said with jed you know he he has impeccable sources you know we're we're almost sounds like we're talking about a scandal when we say this but but jed does man he has impeccable sources that he talks to every day that he finds out where the ducks are so, but let's go oh, to yeah. Jed real quick and and see what he has to say. All right, guys, we have got the most res- one of the most respected traveling waterfowlers on the line with us, Mr. Jed Lamb. Jed, how you doing, bud? All pretty good, man. How y'all? You're doing good. Uh, Josh will probably we're... be in and out. Yeah, uh, I'm current, currently feeding the, the the wild little one year old supper, but uh, but no, we're we're just, I mean, like I said, Jed, we're just we're touching base with everybody and seeing what's going on, especially with this weather that's rolling in through the biggest part of the flyway. And uh, I know you're on the road right now. Did you say you're headed to Arkansas? Yeah, I'm I'm headed over there right now. I'm almost to Jackson, so I'll be over there in a couple hours. I haven't. I've actually been home for the last two or three days. I hunted West Tennessee uh, last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was it was stellar. I mean, good as you could get. And uh, I know I've talked to Matt uh, Barnett. He's the one that I've hunted with over there all last weekend, and and they've been. He said yesterday was just incredible the amount of birds he's seen. He said he's probably he said he's he's been hunting there all his life. And he said it's probably the most ducks he's seen in them bottoms all in all his life. So, well, that's the same report we got from Jay Paul. Jay Paul said the exact same thing. I mean, Jay Paul said that area in Tennessee is just loaded beyond loaded. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I could go back hunt, but he's got clients all week. But I wish I could go back over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, no, I'm, I'm what, headed. I'm headed to Arkansas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt there with some buddies in the morning. And then Friday morning, I'm leaving to go to Kansas for a week. And then when I leave Kansas, I'm going to go to Oklahoma for about a week and a half. Are so, you going to try to make uh, it back to Arkansas before it closes? Or are you yes, going- absolutely. I'll I'll be back in Arkansas on the 19th, I think, and I'll I'll finish her out there. So that's what that's what the plan is right now anyway. Now, that could change. I could go back to Kansas and hunt that late duck season, too. I hadn't. Nothing's in stone, but I definitely know I'll be back in Arkansas 
it hung around the 19th, 20th, 21st, some of that deal right in there. If it ain't happening, I'm going back to Kansas for that late season, though. I mean, it, you know, and that's something we hear over and over from guys is Kansas, Oklahoma. I mean, that's just that's just the place to be. I mean, it, it really uh, is, man. I mean, it's yeah, just absolutely. the place to be. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I've, I mean, I've grown up in Arkansas. It's like my home. I mean, I actually do own a camp there, and I, I love being there. But man, I tell you what, last two or three years, we, we. We've got our teeth kicked in, and I said, I'm not doing this no more. So that's why I'm kind of rolling around here. And, I mean, I've met so many, you know, if it wasn't for duck hunting, I, you know, I wouldn't have met half the people that, I'm, that I've met. You know, I mean, this just brought me so many friends, and I've, you know, got friends all over the world now, and it allows me to travel around and do what I'm doing. It's, it's awesome. Well, yeah, go ahead, Rocky. I know you talk to a lot of people and you've got impeccable sources and it almost sounds like we're trying to break a scandal here, but what <laughs> what are you what what are you hearing from around the flyway? Because man, people want to know what you have to say about this. Uh, Arkansas, I mean, as far I mean, like I say, I've got buddies out here, you know, that's hunting south Arkansas, central and north. I, I from what I can gather the boys up north northern Arkansas are, are killing them pretty consistent. Central, like, around, you know, around, I mean, I know Roland's over there in Stuttgart. I don't know what they're doing, but, but I mean, my boys right there, that's where I'm headed right now. It's just up and down. You may kill them one day and not do nothing for three days and then kill them again. It's just up and down. So, I, you know, in southern Arkansas, I really don't, I know, I don't really know a lot of guys down there in what I call southern Arkansas, you know, Taylor Lake Village and all that, so I don't really know what's going on down there. But well, I, I know, you know, I know exactly. Oklahoma's red hot and Kansas is, which I think Kansas is actually duck season closed right now. They're just shooting, you know, little cacklers. I know that's what we're going to be doing. I know they're just, however many guys they take, that's how many they're killing, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Jed, Jed or, or look, is it, do you believe, and not asking for a long, long out explanation of why you believe. If you do, you think it's shifting west. I, you know, I, I'm not going to say that it's shifting west. I, I mean, I definitely think something has happened a little bit because it just seems like I've hunted right here in Central Arkansas. I mean, ever since I was a kid, and it just it seems like it gets worse and worse and worse and worse every year for me. You know, I know guys are still killing them. Uh, you know, but you take guys up northern Arkansas around Jonesboro and stuff, it seems like they still kill them. I mean, it's still good. But I, right here in the area where I've hunted all my life, I mean, it, it's it's close to pitiful. I mean, it really is. Like, I just, I mean, I cringe every time I have to come over here, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, hey, I look, mean, you're not the only person love, saying that. I mean, it's pitiful. I mean, it is. It's pitiful. You know, well, you know, but, Jed. But here, here's if, the, if the thing. Go ahead. Here's, go ahead. Now, let me let me tell you one quick thing. And Josh and Brad Albeck made a really, really genius point. And this is because I'm a firm believer that pressure is what drives ducks. You put pressure on them, they're gone. And Absolutely. you know what? What Absolutely. Brad and Josh were both were saying was in 640 acre. Uh, let's just say a square. Uh, uh, That's right. Square mile. You know, a square mile. A square mile. Out, out in, 
out in Oklahoma or Kansas, you may find one group hunting there. You put yeah, one exactly. square mile in the delta of Arkansas, how many groups are in that one square mile? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uncountable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, that's there's it. somebody that's standing like next to every tree and every pit. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. It. That's and that's, you and know, you it goes back to that whole deal as far as snow geese, like central Missouri. I know you guys might not keep up with that, but I'm a diehard snow goose hunter, too. And in central Missouri, the last two or three years, snow goose hunt, I mean, it was incredible. But the last two or three years, it's like, you know, they've come up through there and got their teeth kicked in, you know, at time after time, and they don't, they're not coming up through there like they used to. I don't care what anybody says. You know, yeah, no, no, that's, that's maybe the, truth. the ducks, you know. I mean, they you get you know, you you go home and you get your head kicked in, you're gonna figure out you're gonna not you're gonna go not go back home, you know. That's it. You're you gonna you're gonna go ducks. find a different door to go through. Exactly. Yeah, that's Absolutely. It. That's it. Absolutely. You know, um, that's but, but, you know, and that's love it, but. that's it. That's yeah, that's like like you said, we had a long talk. With Brad, you know, out in Oklahoma about that, and and uh, and you know, I know a lot of it goes back to Arkansas has so many public land opportunities. I mean, it does. Right. So that gives right. every Joe Blow a place to go. Yeah. Yep. But yep. uh, but dang, I mean, I yeah, I know that plays a big part of it, but uh, yeah, I, and I'm. I'm sure you guys have seen it on Facebook, all that dilemma going on with the public land, out-of-staters and stuff in Arkansas. You know, I, it is a problem. I'm not going to say, I mean, I'm out-of-stater. I'm my home, though, you know, because I've been going there for so long and, you know, spent a lot of money in that state. But, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to have to do, but, but, I mean, it's a goat roping nonetheless. I mean, it really is. I mean, I mean, it's pitiful. But I don't. I don't know what they're going to have to do to get the reins back on it, but, I mean, I I can see it, you know, it's going downhill and going downhill fast. So, mm. But I don't know what they're going to have to do to to help it or fix it. I mean, because Arkansas, man, I mean, they've got they've got a gold mine as far as public land, you know, offered for the public hunting guys and everything. And I mean, you're, you're not going to find any public ground anywhere, in, anywhere. That they'll rival Arkansas. I mean, you know, you can go in there, and I know guys that slam them every day on public ground. And I'm a public ground guy. I mean, you know, which I hunt, you know, a lot of the White River and Cash River. And when it ain't out, I just, you know, I don't even care about being in Arkansas. But if the White and Cash River's out, Jed's going to be sitting in Arkansas every day. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I don't know. It's just amazing. It's amazing to see how, especially, you know, you, you hear people talk about it, and the, like, and, and they're talking about it, they talk about it a lot of times the last 10 years, last 15 years, but crap, the last five years, it seems like it's all just sped up uh, as far as the way things have shifted and how you know, really, truly pitiful in some places in the flyways yeah. things gotten. But the reverse side of it is how ridiculously good other places have gotten um right so right, you know right. uh, but i mean with, with that with that with, like you when you say that I, you know i think i think the other places have been good but now you got social media now that's stuff, and that's bringing it out and showing you how good it is because i've got buddies out west and they have they've been killing ducks for years you know and they say it's not near as good out there now than it was 10 years ago 
Well, you, you know, know, that's funny. We just got off the phone, literally, with J.J. Kent in North Texas, and I asked him, I said, look, I mm-hmm. said, compare today's duck hunting to what it was 10, 12 years ago. And he said, I would have given anything to be in business 10, 12 years ago because it would have exactly. been just madness. But it wasn't, yeah. you didn't know about it. I mean, you just, you knew to go to Texas to shoot snow geese back then, and that was it. Exactly. You know, you didn't, exactly. you didn't know to go over there and, and, and pound ducks. But, and, yep. and it's still not... It's still not as advertised or talked about as as other states, right. but it, it's it's right. getting that way. Um, it is getting but, that way. I hate to see it in a way, but it is getting that way. <laughs> yeah, but hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff, it listen, is what it is. It is what started, it is. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly right. When I started guiding 19 years ago, there for about the first three years that I was in business, I almost got, I almost quit just because of how boring it was. You literally went out, limited out, came back in, did the same yeah. thing the next day. Now, yeah. it is the extreme opposite end in Mississippi. They, they, you you can ride for miles and not even see a shoveler. No, tell me about it. I've done it for two days. I've done it two days in a row. I mean, I just... Yeah, um, absolutely. But, I mean, that's the truth. And, yeah. uh, you know... And for no reason, it seems like, but uh, there is a reason whether we ever figure it out or not. Who knows? But Man, we'll I, just keep complaining I, like duck hunters. That's all. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, well, look, buddy, I know you're busy and on the road and, and headed in and everything, but I'm glad we got to talk for a while because we, um, yep. you know, putting putting this little this little deal together has been a lot of fun. I've been. Real happy to have you on board with it. It's been it's been I, real cool to have your I input. I appreciate you having me. You and Rocky oh, absolutely, Jed. Yeah, thank you, man. Because look, well, look I, keep, I, it, I really, keep in touch. I, I'm really truthful when I say that, man. People want to know what you have to say when it comes to you travel so much. They want to hear right, what you have right. to say. So right. we appreciate well, it. Uh, y'all holler at me tomorrow. I'll let you know what we do in the morning. Like I say, I'm gonna hunt here in the morning and. I'm gonna leave and go to. I'll be in Kansas all next week. I'll let you know something there. So, well, well thank you. That sounds all. good, buddy. Well, look, be careful thank running you, up down the road. Uh, all right, brother. All, all right. Well, we'll see you. But y'all on the road to Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas, and then yeah, just like you said, you know, he he has his sources. He has his things in place, and you know, if uh, you know, if, if if Kansas is happening, he's going to hang out in Kansas. If it's not, he's going to hang out in Oklahoma. And if Arkansas gets turned on, then he's coming back. But, um, you know, that's a that's a crazy uh, crazy lifestyle to live. But when it's when it's ingrained in you, I mean, look, you know, like you said, he's been hunting it since he was a boy, and uh, you know, he just loves it. Him and his brother. There's some of the you know, there's some of the I won't say craziest. They're just some of the most dedicated duck hunters. Um, that I know, and um, you know, one thing that me and you keep talking about is what seems to be a you know a westward shift. It's not just me and you talking about it. That's that's national talk, but um, you know, it's a westward shift, especially in the mallards. And for for Jed to be chasing them west, that kind of you know raises some eyebrows and 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 they must be going west yeah yeah i mean you know that's that's some that should be it was for me it was a light bulb moment for me in my mind you know i said oh okay well that that answers my question 
So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of their season pans out. I have a good idea of how it's going to pan out when he gets to Kansas and Oklahoma, though. Um, I'm going to tell you something. You know, let's get into the forecast for this weekend. You know, we got a strong cold front coming through. We talked about it a little bit on last week's report and podcast. We knew this was going to be a really strong cold front. It's going to be a strong enough cold front that it's going to keep probably the northern third of Arkansas frozen um, through the whole weekend all the way up into Monday. Uh, the last time they had a big freeze in Arkansas, it looked like a ghost town. And uh, I, I'm kind of expecting, I think there's going to be spots up there that you'll be able to kill birds. There'll be some deeper holes, some deeper timber that you'll be able to kill birds in. I think that your most consistent places, you know, to go to over the weekend are, you know, going to be the ones that we talk about all the time. Anywhere, you know, Oklahoma, um, South Texas, South Louisiana. I'm just, I'm. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm going. You. I'm going. I'm, I'm going with those three. I'm going with Oklahoma, no. South Texas, South Louisiana. You go to any of those, you're going to kill birds. That's it. And you know, I've. Um, oh, and, I, and I'm with you 100 percent on that. One thing I am looking forward to seeing as this cold front pushes through, as it plays out, is there's already been a lot of birds, like we said in in you know Northwest Tennessee, Southern Missouri, you know, in very Northeast Arkansas. So. But one thing I, it's been it's been cool to me to hear about the amount of birds they're seeing and killing in in Tennessee, and I know that they got rain and those and there's a lot of river bottoms that have got water, deep you know deeper water, huntable water in those bottoms. So I'm interested in seeing as this front moves if a lot of those birds move if they move south. Or if they disperse into that newer, deeper water and hang out for a few days, um, which I mean, I hope that's not the case for us. But you know, I, I think that you know, I, you know, I, I know guys that are going to Arkansas right now. They literally text me while we we're recording this and said, "Look, we're going to Arkansas. We're getting ahead of it. The fields are going to lock up. And we're going to be in the timber." And you know, I agree with them. But if it's me, if I've got a truck full of gas and and I want to you know burn some gunpowder this weekend. Uh, whatever we 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 can what what is it you know quit beating a dead horse but Louisiana Oklahoma man I, I just I just don't see that South Southeast Texas yeah and South Ethiopia South Texas I mean I just don't see there's just no wrong there. Um, and I, I just, I really wish Louisiana would give us some of our gat laws back. That, that's all I ask. That's it. That's all I ask. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to make a video holding signs, protest in Venice. Go to Venice and go, hold up signs. Give our gat back. Go, yeah, give our gat back. Go stand out. Go stand on the Mississippi River bank and. And, and just beg and plead for them to send them across or something. Man. Hey, I mean, the, the two of us can block up eight I fifty five now. I mean, we can do that. We can do oh, it like yeah. Black Lives oh, Matter movement. I mean, oh, I'm man. sure we could we could pay somebody five dollars to stand out there with us. You see that? Just a whole bunch of dudes and waiters walking down the highway together in Venice, you know, screaming, "Give give us our gadwalls back!" Now that would be hilarious. Give us our gadwalls! <laughs> give us our gadwalls! 
oh, man, Bart's going to kill us when he hears us talking about this. But, you know, that's that, and that's another that's another cool thing about being able to do this is, you know, we've made some great friends, um, and we get to hear from so many of y'all that listen to this. Uh, you know, we're just, we're just two dudes that love duck hunting, and, uh, you know, we, we're lucky to have the, the contacts and the, you know, the, the friends that we do, and, you know, in the beginning, we thought, well, man, look, let's just, let's share this information, and it's only going to, you know, it can only make us better, and it can hopefully, you know, make one or two people that listen to it, you know, better, um, and, you know, it, it's it's been a lot of fun talking to everybody, um, I'm about sick as a dog right now. We still got another month of season left, so I'm going to bed soon. But, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, uh, thank it is you what it for... is here in the central Mississippi Delta. I mean, it just it is what it is. It's just slow, and I'm waiting for. I'm just really waiting to see see a push. I don't care which way. I don't, I don't care if it comes out of the east. I'm just ready to see a push of ducks. I don't care what they are. All right, well, Josh, go to bed, and for myself and Josh, I'm going to close it out. I want to thank you for joining this special edition of the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com.